Bismillahirrahmanirrahim In the name of Allah Most gracious, most merciful I can't breathe is about ethics, not politics This is an article written in Duke University by Mabey Law Most commentaries on the brutal murder of George Floyd have been concerned with the politics of policing. But the observed evidence at the scene of Floyd's death indicates a need to cultivate an ethical culture in policing. Derek Chauvin's callous expression and other officers' indifferent attitude to the heartfelt pleas of both the victim and the citizen onlookers mirror a deeply seated ethical deficiency in these law enforcement agents. They are a product of an institutional tradition that alienates ethics from politics. Unless this paradoxical relationship is overhauled and the human value made of paramount importance and the human value made of paramount importance, the normalization of violence that has persisted since the antebellum era will continue to linger. Again, unless this paradoxical relationship is overhauled and the human value made of paramount importance, the normalization of violence that has persisted since the antebellum, antebellum era will continue to linger. I was barely five years old when a mouse ran into my school bag one cold morning. I consciously, sorry, I unconsciously, I unconsciously smashed all the things together. The sheikh who was teaching me the scripture was furious. He commanded me to restore that life back to the poor creature. I could not. His words were resonating and resounding. His words were resounding. He who cannot give life should not take one away. Years later, his words resonated in my thinking, even when we used to go out for bird hunting or fishing as kids. I remember this situation as I watched and rewatched Floyd's death scenes. I wonder about the quality of ethical training on the sanctity of life and rights in these militarized police institutions that graduate unethical officers, officers who demonstrated poor moral judgment and zero understanding of ethics compared to onlookers and ordinary citizens. Let's let's look at their encounter with the civilian onlookers, specifically 
Donald Williams, who proactively engaged with the officers to the last minutes of Floyd's life. Mr. Williams demonstrated Socratic ethics in his own way. His argument was about issues of right-wrong accountability as in asking about police badge, as in asking about police budge number or badge number and humanity of the victim. The officers' responses embodied the illusions of neutrality, detachment, and militarisms. Their words echoed order, winning, fabricating, should not take drugs, and brutal force. Their words echoed order, winning, fabricating, should not take drugs, and brutal force. Thus, the officers could not see the humanity of their victim. Below are selected samples from the citizen onlookers' words. Warning, coarse language. There is a coarse language here, so we are warning you. Man 2, Williams. He ain't even resisting arrest. It is a jujitsu move. You're trapping his breathing, bruh. It's a jujitsu move. You're trapping his breathing, bro. You don't think that's what that's, bro? You don't think that's what that's, bro? You don't think anyone understands that shit? I trained at the academy, bro. Bro, but you could get him off the ground. You being a bum right now. He enjoying that shit. He's not resisting arrest or nothing. Look at him. You're enjoying that. Your body language explains it. You... I cannot say these words. You bum. You already know that, bro. I train with the bum as dudes at the academy, bro. You know that's bogus right now, bro. You know that's bogus. You can't even look at me like a man. You know that's bogus, bro. He's not even resisting arrest right now. You're stopping his breathing right now. You think that's cool? Oh, man. What's your badge number, bro? You think that's cool right now, bro? You get mad? And you're just sitting here stopping his breathing right now? He's passed out right now, bro. Floyd, Floyd is dead now. Floyd is dead now. He's not responsive right 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 now. Bro, are you serious? You're just sitting here with your foot on his neck, bro. Is he breathing right now? Check his pulse. Check his pulse. Check his pulse, bro. You bogus. Check his pulse. The man ain't moved yet, bro. Check his pulse. The man ain't moved yet. You just gone. Let him keep his knee on his neck, bro. You're a bitch, bro. You gonna let him keep that like that? You gonna let him kill him in front of you like that, bro? Ha, ha. 
You just can't sit here with your knee on his neck. You're a real man for that, bro. Floyd was hauled off in an ambulance. Although I sympathize with James Madison's view that the Republic would be preserved by the machinery of government, not the morality of man, I still believe that morality and ethics matter especially in law enforcing agencies like the police. The police is one of the largest and most conservative agencies of the American administrative state. This traditional police, sorry, this traditional political structure gives them a preferential treatment. They can take one's life or liberty before ensuring a procedural due process. They should kill and imprison more people than other developed countries. Every year in the U.S., every year in the U.S., American police send over 600,000 people to prison. And people go to jail 10.6 million times each year, repeated arrest. The police also kill more than 1,000 every year. This paradox between ethics and politics is rooted in the founding document of this nation. The preamble to the Declaration of Independence equates between life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. The preamble to the Declaration of Independence equates between life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. This was the work of Thomas Jefferson, the country's third president and the architect of the Declaration of, the, of Independence. The pursuit of happiness refers primarily and exclusively to property and has historically set the standard by which the political order and the private domains should function and be judged. Therein lies the enduring ethical problem of this nation. The historical document has created the perception of equality between the three categories of rights life, liberty, and property. Life, liberty, and property. Jefferson's ordering sets up a moral equivalence between these values. By situating the pursuit of property among the inalienable rights of men next to categories of liberty and life, a moral and legal basis for equalizing and or exchanging between these three categories was then normalized. If the three categories are normally equal, it is not inconceivable to sacrifice one category in pursuit of another that is equally inalienable. Thus, it is reasonable to enslave blacks in pursuit of property and it is also plausible to massacre native Indians in pursuit of property. This tendency to undermine ethics in politics prompted Emmanuel Levinas to warn us politics left to itself bears 
politics left to itself bears a tyranny within itself. For the heroes in this sphere of politics, for the heroes in this sphere of politics are the conquerors and the defenders of the unjust order. Our historical artifacts are ornamented by veiled declarations and populated by inhuman practices of these agents. Public records credit General Philip Henry Sheridan of the Union Army with Maxim that the only good Indian is a dead Indian. Again, public records public records credit general sorry public records credit general philip henry sheridan of the union army with maxim that the only good indian is a dead indian in the 1857's dred scott decision the chief justice of the u.s supreme court roger taney defended slavery that a black man has no rights which the white man was bound to respect. That the black man has no rights which the white man was bound to respect. George Wallace's 1963 inaugural address as a governor of Alabama is still remembered with his cry that segregation now, segregation tomorrow, segregation forever. Notorious practices of the political order include Jim Crow, mass incarceration of blacks, gerrymandering, immunity for police violence, and the personhood of corporation as in the landmark court case of Citizens United versus Federal Election Commission. In the recent paper on racial bias, a buried cornerstone of the administrative state, Jennifer Alexander and Camilla uh, Stivers, argue that inherent deficits in the traditional political structure has so far been unacknowledged in the model of neutral administration in favor of an illusory or illusory form of objectivity. For instance, current prescriptions for police violence have been largely conceptualized in terms of politics and policies of representative bureaucracy, affirmative action, diversity and social equity, etc. But the problem is also ethical. Prescribed solutions of anti-bias policies, prescribed solutions of anti-bias policies are good but not adequate. They will not deter the dominant culture from greed and the brutal pursuit of happiness. Neither Derek Chauvin's 18 years of professional experience shielded him from reckless violence, nor Obama volunteer Amy Cooper's enlightened education dissuaded her from fabricating unfounded lies against an innocent person. Tau Tau's minorities classification as a police officer did not prevent him from aiding. Uh, Tau Tau's minority classification as a police officer did not prevent him from aiding and abetting in these brutal acts of violence.
if good laws are to be expedient, they also need both good people and transparent institutions. Ethics is about clear standards of right and wrong, not because of the law, but because they represent the rightful moral course of action for human society. Floyd's final plea that my stomach hurts, my neck hurts, everything hurts, I need some water or something, please, please, reaffirms the consequence of ethics or lack thereof in action. Citizen onlookers recognized its weight and they voiced concern powerlessly in support of Lloyd's humanity. Police officers with their professional training lacked virtue ethics and thus they failed to heed or even see the humanity of their fellow citizens. Police training and institutional reform needs to be addressed not only as a policy question but also as an as an ethical matter. Mabelo is associate professor of the practice of Asian and Middle Eastern Studies and International Comparative Studies at Duke University and director of Duke's Arab World Academic Program. Alhamdulillah, praise be to Allah.